Well, I'll tell you other news. Go hit me. My cat ate some raw spaghetti. What? I came home <laughs> from from being out someplace. I don't quite remember. Probably a gig. I think it was a gig. And I walk into the kitchen and just the whole floor was spaghetti, right? Because <laughs> when you open spaghetti, it kind of goes wild. Right. And, you know, cats be cats. Decided the spaghetti must be really delicious. Doesn't know how to cook, though. I haven't taught. You're not quite that stage yet. Cook yet. So it just ate it raw, right? Turns out cats in nerds don't like raw spaghetti. So I came home to a floor full of spaghetti and right in the middle of it, just a little clump of re- regurgitated spaghetti. Oh, man. <laughs> it was vile. That is horrific. <laughs> Why? Well, first of all, what is going through your cat's mind that's thinking, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm gonna go to town on this. You know, this stuff smells delicious. Just flour. This, this, like, mm. <laughs> flour and starch. Get it in me. Mm-mm, can't wait. I'm gonna eat those. Oh, it was like a hefty bag of spaghetti. That was like that was a good, like not a normal size bag. That was a big bag of spaghetti. It covered the whole floor. It was like it was like someone was planning to like lay down a donkey <laughs> to sleep. It's not quite the same, but uh, I remember I. I was going to say fed our pet bird finch about 10 years ago. I didn't feed it the Hoover. The Hoover exploded and uh, there was lots of dust and fumes and it exploded right next to the uh, to the bird's cage. I was hoovering. Bird, the bird cage. Right, Because yeah. I was trying to be helpful and uh, then mm-hmm. the whole, I went over something sharp, I think probably a pin, and then on its way up into the Hoover, it just went... Boom, and there was smoke and dust and everywhere, and I opened all the windows, blah, blah, blah. Pop, pop the hoover. You're not really meant to expose birds to fumes. If you remember, they used to take them down in the mines to detect the gas before the humans died. Yeah, the birds always die first. So the bird did not enjoy the taste of the dust and died. <laughs> I don't think it died because of the flavor. Well, you don't know. It might it's have got died. a really refined palate. It's like, this isn't bird feed. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, Mr. Finch, I'm very sorry about that. That was entirely my fault. (laughs) Oh, man, rest in peace. Let's, Let's kick things off. Okay. Cease Operate, episode 164. <laughs> I'm calling. What's that noise? What? Er. <laughs> it's just like psyching myself up for the intro. Okay. <laughs> episode 164. I'm calling, and he is James. Yep. Er. Yep. This is Cease Operate, Scotland's longest running season one of an audio podcast with yeah. uh, the least dullness in the middle. Just the middle, though. <laughs> just, just, just the middle. You know, we we start, we start and end poorly, but the middle is real the least dull. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, if you're new here, then please uh, let us know. Send us an, an email, a, a Snapchat, a Twitter, a nude, whatever you want to do. Or like, just do it. Use spaghetti. Or use spaghetti. Exactly. Throw spaghetti at James's flat. He, he lives in the West End. Uh, this week we've got a lot coming up. Actually, there's there's loads uh, on the agenda. But let's start, shall we? With what seems to be a recurring theme on this podcast is that we do an episode and then within maybe 12 hours, something massive happens. Yeah, no, I know. I think I stopped recording and then immediately <laughs> watched, the, watched this. Yeah, this. so this is the first trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine. Oh, yeah. And uh, let's play a clip. Oh, man. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. Always be with you. 
Okay, James, you said you watched this literally minutes after the last episode. What did you think of it? Well, immediately upon seeing the name of the film, which, you know, they might change. The Rise of Skywalker. It's real dumb. Terrible. That's been used already for the apes, you know, the whole planet of them and everything else. But also, I thought the whole point of, like, the last film was, like, the history doesn't matter. Family's not important. The Skywalkers are, don't actually mean anything. Legends are dumb. Who cares about legends? And this one's like, Rise of the Skywalker. Like, what? It's like every generation has a legend. Yeah, like, what on earth was the point of the last film now? <laughs> okay, well, let's, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. What was what, what the actual trailer? What was in it? I mean, uh, it looked pretty, and there's, like, lots of different scenes. Uh, like there was there was the the intense chase scene, mm-hmm. which was really more of a trap being set by our pal Ray, and then there was people here and there doing stuff, you know, and, and then the emperor's back apparently. Yeah, well, see, this is all new to me. I just heard somebody laughing. I was like, well, that that sounds no, that's Palpatine. like it's been taken from a pantomime. But apparently, he's like a legendary character. Have you not? Wait, have you still not seen Star Wars? <laughs> nope. One through six. It's like people who have not seen Lord of the Rings. I mean, I, I view them with contempt. Like, you've not seen Lord of the Rings? What's wrong with you? But I, I feel that you can share that judgment for me having not seen Star Wars. Well, I knew, you, I knew at some point you hadn't seen them. I thought by now, you, like, he's, an, he's a very significant character in all of the other Star Wars films. He's only not been in the last two, right? He's one of the longest running Star Wars guys. Right, but I'm assuming he was, like, killed off. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, maybe not, apparently. <laughs> it's just, like, Disney's thing is, like, bringing back every single character who was ever in Star Wars. <laughs> like, Jar Jar Binks is gonna return. <laughs> right. There's a few things about this trailer. I liked it to an extent, despite the fact that in the first, like, opening scene when Rey does a backflip over some ship thing over a tie fighter i'm like come on i mean a darth tie fighter okay suspension of disbelief and all that but but no that's that's a stretch too far for me i'm sorry she's using she's using the force it's fine you can do anything with the force you can like sprint real fast once per film (laughs) right uh i was like okay well fine Uh, but also now you've spoiled that moment for when it actually happens in the film but that's cool yeah they should they should have made it look like she was just trying to run away or maybe not but then it's just like now we know what she's planning (laughs) great (laughs) thanks it's like come on ray do the backflip performing monkey do it i won't want to watch that scene (laughs) just get to the part i've not seen exactly anyway the uh so that bit aside it was pretty and i had some nice shots in it and of course it passed the test of show us the film without showing us the plot so yeah i don't know what they're gonna do that's the good point yeah exactly and also the fact that it's called the rise of skywalker i'm pretty sure he's dead he died in the last one right well yeah so it's gonna be like ben solo becoming a skywalker again or something like that you know <laughs> or it turns out ray's dad is actually luke all along right and they're, they're cousins he got or bored something. when he was traveling the universe <laughs> The title, the title is stupid. It's dumb. I, I think the whole film's dumb. I think this whole idea is dumb. I don't want more Star Wars uh, anymore. Can we can we please call the cease operate? We'll give it the the tagline: "The Rise of Stone." Cease. Wow. Whoa. Hey. Hello. I do more rising wow. than you do. <laughs> I'm not going to ask what that means. Read into that what you will. <laughs> nah, this like the film it looked all right. It's just going to be another generic Disney Star Wars, right? Yeah, They've exactly. Like, so far, they've all been, like, pretty good, but also not good in different ways. Yep, I agree with that. So I'm just like, it's going to be pretty bland. It's going to look really nice. There's going to be brilliant cinematography, 
but I don't think the story is going to be interesting. It might be, but I don't think it will. Yeah, be. that's that's a fair assessment. And also, the title is is stupid. And the Emperor is back, and I'm just tired of people not dying in the Star Wars universe. No, no deaths mean anything. Whenever, and especially like this film was like nobody's ever really gone. Like, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Disney, for like labeling your whole philosophy on Star Wars. Just no character death actually <laughs> matters. They will all come back in some form or another. And also, that metaphor was kind of clumsily put in the title, or rather. That metaphor was clumsily put in the film because it was like, nobody's ever really gone. Here's a shot of Leia. I know. And then it's going to be like, nobody's... Actually, what was it? Red Letter Media did a real funny redo of that line. They just kept saying that line over and over again with people dying in the Star Wars universe. (laughs) If you haven't seen seen it, anyone out there, just just head to YouTube, type in Red Letter Media, nobody's ever really gone. Okay. And it's just that was a blast. I right. enjoyed that so much. Let's go. Let's talk about two more trailers. Uh, big franchise films coming out this summer. One of which is Hobbs and Shaw, the spin-off oh, yeah. from the Fast and Furious franchise. Here we go. You want to tell me just what we're dealing with here? It's my sister. Family business. When it's the fate of the world, it becomes my business. This whole thing sounds really dodgy. Look after your sister. Listen, I'll handle it. The only way we survive is working together like a team. Let's do this. Buckle up, fat boy. James, did you enjoy this trailer? (laughs) This film looks better than Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, tell me why or how. Because they've embraced how dumb it is, right? Star Wars is still trying to take itself philosophically seriously. And it's just dumb. Whereas this film is like, yeah, we're really dumb. (laughs) And they're they're just going with it. And that's great. Yeah, like, like apparently at some point they're just standoff between a bunch of people using melee weapons and this advanced army of mercenaries, and the melee weapon guys are going to win. Yeah, of course, <laughs> like, of course you just they, know are. they are. They're going to use their like sharp, sharp metal s- swords and jabby axes, <laughs> and they're going to beat this whole army with guns. Because I reckon Idris Elba's character is going to be like, "Yeah, we got to fight this honorably. Everyone, drop your guns. Use your fists only." The bad guys have honor in this universe. Right. Okay. He's bl- he's black Superman. My goodness. <laughs> it's it's such a like it's a stupid trailer, but it looks great because they've totally embraced this absolute insanity of a film, and that they they realize it's a stupid film, and they're going with it. Well, they have been for a while now. The Fast and Furious expanded franchise has been getting over. Like the the whole thing started off with. Like, it, Vin Diesel was secretly stealing CD players from lorries, Yeah, right? it's, a, it's a street Ooh. racing film. <laughs> yeah, and now and then they started saving the world, and then they started, like, saving the world again, and now they're saving the world, like, again. <laughs> and they need cars, and they need guns, and it's just so big and so dumb, but they know it is, and it's brilliant. I, th- I find the progression from the first Fast and Furious film to the most recent one, where Dwayne The Rock Johnson's character, Hobbs, literally kicks a torpedo so it blows up somebody else <laughs> like that that is just i mean that's the level we've got to now and this one well, in no, particular yeah, like- the ending shot of this hobson shaw trailer the rock throws a chain from a moving car round the rotor of a helicopter and is then holding onto the car with one hand and holding onto the chain holding a helicopter with the other. Yeah, but then that car is holding like onto four other cars. <laughs> exactly. And the front one is the reason they're 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 driving. And then it goes off a cliff. They saw the they saw the scene in that 
in one of the Captain America films, whatever the second one, I think, Winter Soldier, where he where he holds. Yeah, it's Captain America holding on to a helicopter. He like he like curls his arms to hold on to a helicopter. He like he beefs up those biceps, and they were like, "Let's just do that scene." I love that shot in Captain America when he he's he's like he's holding it with with his left arm, but he doesn't like the grip, so he he flips his hand round so it shows more of his his bicep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was a stuff. dumb scene. It was brilliant, and I think that was deliberate on their part. And in this one, was like deliberately making it even more ridiculous. He's like holding on to a helicopter. He's not a superhuman. He's just a regular. He's human. just a regular dude. <laughs> and he's got five cars chained together to help him out. Yeah, uh, this... I don't know. This film looks so much better than than Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to this. I believe it's out in the next couple of months, so I will definitely be there seeing that first showing. Let's do it. It's just like this is culture ending, and it is glorious. <laughs> okay, talking of uh, things ending, X Men: Dark Phoenix. We have a final trailer for this, which I reckon will be the last film in this new X Men franchise. Let's have a listen to the trailer. We get the astronauts, we bring them home. Go. The heat signature's rising fast. We gotta get out of here. Where's Jean? Where is she? She should be dead. Did you hear what the kids are calling you? Phoenix. Something's happening to me. When I lose control, bad things happen. But it feels good. Right, James. First things first, I'm just going to say this. This trailer completely ruins the whole don't show us the plot thing. I now know the plot of this film. Yeah, and it, and everyone just yells Gene the whole time. Gene! And like at one point, Xavier's going to be like, Eric, you're a good guy, really. And then Eric's going to be like, yeah, I am. And then he's going to be bad by the end. Well, I was going to say he's bad to start with, and then he's convinced he's good, and then he goes out as a martyr. Oh, yeah, no. I think I think there's going to be a lot of deaths this one. Right. Like, Quicksilver so, is dead, right? He's what did a kid, you think but of he's dead. I don't. I don't care. This like it, it. We've seen the film now. It looks just as bad as Apocalypse, if a a, a small smidgen better, like a, the the edge of a smidgen better than Apocalypse. I would say. I would say better. Yeah. Like Phoenix goes to space and she gets hit by the sun, and the sun wakes <laughs> up her inner Phoenix, and then everyone calls her Phoenix because you can't just have it be like a secret. Yeah. And you know, there she comes, good and bad, and she enjoys being bad. That was a real, that was a real dumb line. She was like. I, ca- I cannot stop the power, but it feels so good. All the bad things I do, turn me on. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, that was amazing. Nobody is that evil. I know this is a, a <laughs> X-Men sci-fi film, but nobody says that stuff. No, but that's like, that's like the implication of whenever the bad guy is saying that like, it feels really good to do the bad stuff. It's like, they're just saying they're, they're hard getting a boner, right? That's the whole point. It's not like, <laughs> I feel like I'm doing charitable deeds, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, I feel like these bad guys who are so happy about doing good and shooting people and killing people, they must, like, have trouble sleeping at night. You know, they, their consciences will be racked right. with guilt. Well, so that's going to be that, that's gonna be some of the film is Jean trying to deal with her, with her like, guilt. Because right. Because it feels so good, she can't stop it. But it just looks real dumb, and she's got her inner, like, her personification of the Phoenix Force talking to her to help her through it. And 
everyone else is like, she's not Jean anymore. But then other ones are like, she is Jean. We can't kill her. And everyone's like, no, we must kill her. And it's just going to be the same film as like the last time she was a phoenix. The one from 15 years ago. But yeah. like the, the, v, the VFX will be better. Maybe. I also feel that this film is desperately trying to regain the ground it lost in the last film. Because yeah. you can't have... As we discussed when the film came out, you can't have a film called Apocalypse with a guy who's essentially a god and st- and he still loses to a bunch of random people who can maybe make it a bit windy. Yeah. And one guy who has a big tongue. Like, yeah. you, once once you've done that, you've lost all credibility. And the fact that they put Oscar Isaac in essentially a, tele- a Teletubby costume with terrible yeah. CGI. I mean, they're, they're, they regret that film. They do, absolutely. They to try and make this one more character-based, but... They've forgotten that Phoenix as a character, you know, is quite hard to pull off. Right. You, okay. you can't just Let's do like cliche now. lines. Well, I want to say that I'm excited to see the, the what's the teleporty boy called? I've forgotten. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler's getting a good new scene. Yeah. He's not had a good scene since X-Men 2, the intro to X-Men 2, which is like the best intro to a film and in ever. And Alan Cummings is awesome as Nightcrawler. Yeah. Like they've got some, like some of the casting's great. He is great. You know, Magneto's great. Mm-hmm. That's about it. James, well, I like James McAvoy. I like McAvoy. Yeah, that's fair. McAvoy's great too. <laughs> but there's not really that many that are great. Everyone else is just kind of bland. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, let's let's go to actually what we've been watching. But let's start, shall we? Ooh. With a listener review of Shazam. Now, if you're new here or if you need reminding... Please do send us your reviews of things you've been watching, uh, whether it be a movie, a TV series, or even an anime, James. Or a, or a book. Or a book, whatever it is. Send it. Yeah. Ceaseoperate at gmail.com. Ross Cray has done this very thing. This is one of the best reviews I've ever heard. Thank you so much, Ross. Uh, take it away. Take, take it away, Ross. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, James. You can delete as appropriate to make a smooth transition there. Anyway, long-time listener, several-time emailer, one-time live guest of the show... Ross Cray here with a review of the film Shazam. This is, of course, a superhero film centering around a character who can identify what music is playing from a very small snippet of sound. <laughs> no, that's Shazam the app. <laughs> what am I like? Anyway, check my notes. Shazam the film. I found Shazam to be a movie that was great fun to watch, with a couple of scenes where you might find that there's something in your eye. Yeah, could you could you just pass the tissues, please? Yeah, it's, it's very sad at times. <clears throat> compose myself. I was already a massive fan of Zachary Levy, the main star in this film, from his time in the magnificent TV series Chuck, which I urge you all to watch because it is one of my favourites of all time. And he plays a sort of similar character uh, to the titular Chuck uh, in this film as well, that sort of goofy guy who is gifted powers and you see him struggling to deal with them at times. Um, interestingly enough, this role was actually rumoured, I believe, to have been going to, or to have been earmarked for John Cena of wrestling and being an all-round legend fame. Uh, you can really see parts of this film that would have suited Cena, but I think Zachary Levy does just as good a job, if not possibly better. The film as a whole, it doesn't have the depth of other superhero flicks, but is packed with laughs, uh, as I mentioned, tears, and is just great fun, really. Uh, the negatives, as Colin said in his review, which was a lot better than mine, Yes, it is a little long, and Mark Strong is underutilised as the big bad baddie, but it is well worth going to see this film. This hashtag film Ross Cray has seen, and yes, that is a thing. Don't believe me? Check Instagram. It is an official hashtag. And now, back to the studio. Shazam! 
Colin, in real life, did some special effects just happen to you at the end there? I did. did I did. I've actually morphed into a superhero. I have bulging muscles and a great sense of humor. I knew it. It didn't happen to me. I'm still still (laughs) just me. Ross, that review was just, oh, I absolutely loved it. And you're far too harsh on yourself saying Colin's much superior review. Yours was much funnier. And you had notes. I did not have notes. I just had my pat, brain. Pat each other in the back more, guys. Do it. Yeah, exactly. Ross, you're great. And uh, also, fun fun fact, me and Ross are going to go to, or rather, we are going to London in about three weeks to go and see some wrestling. How cool are we? You're really cool. I know. Every, like, know. three-year-old wishes they were you. <laughs> okay. If you do have a review, please do get in touch. There are some big movies coming out in the next little while, including Endgame, James. Uh, talking of which, would you like to go see Endgame with me on Friday? Yes. And shall we do a, a podcast after that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll, we'll make that happen. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do let's it. make that work. Okay. Yeah. But no, yeah, Ross, thanks for the review. It made me want to see the film more than Colin's review did. <laughs> exactly. And honestly, go see... I'll just add... I'll reiterate what Ross was saying. Shazam is great fun. Go, go see it. It's fun. Yeah. Go right. enjoy yourself at the cinema instead of just like being mildly disappointed by the next big blockbuster. <laughs> James... Tell me what you've been watching this week. I haven't finished anything. Okay. So I don't really want to talk about any of it. Right. Like, well, let me follow ongoing this up series. Then. Did yeah. you see season or did you see episode one of season eight of Game of Thrones? Yes. You did. Okay. Yeah, I did. I have I have paid to watch this this wow. show. So I am going to watch this show. Okay. Well, they're seeing as there are only six episodes. Give me a give me a brief recap of your thoughts of the first episode of the final season i'm glad that we got a whole episode of everybody meeting each other for the first time since season one again or meeting each other for the first time yeah it was nice it was the dialogue was okay uh i don't know the the best bit was the fact that bran just sitting in a wheelchair kept appearing (laughs) like he was in one spot for the whole thing but everyone else strategically positioned their conversation so that he could be in the background of them creepily staring at them and i thought that was brilliant he's now become a meme he was always just right there yeah because you know to the extent that i actually started laughing because just in every single conversation the conversation would end and the people who were having the conversation would just sort of look around on oh, brands in the back of shot looking at looking at them <laughs> brands staring at them yeah i did enjoy the episode i felt it was nice to set the set the scene i hated the i can show you the world dragon ride that was a waste of time i can show you the world. like the money they must have wasted for the vfx on that they could have spent on, on a good scene I, yeah I, I i guess they were doing that to show that what john's a targaryen and he can ride a dragon great it just made me it just made me think of harry potter it made me think of aladdin <laughs> aladdin potter like, like genuinely it was Let's go. Let's let's fly far away, and I'll show you somewhere somewhere yeah. cool, and then we'll do, we'll get be, it on. Do, be, do, do. Exactly. Let's go make it as family. I th- <laughs> we are actually related. So uh, <laughs> there's uh, there's a lot in the episode which I enjoyed. I felt it set the scene very well for the rest of the season. They got uh, a couple of big plot points rolling, and um, also Cersei Lannister. I, w- I will I will never understand her her way of thinking. Yeah, and she really wanted those elephants, and so did everyone. But yeah, <laughs> the VFX would have been too much. Right. Uh, let's let's leave that where it is. I'm sure we'll revisit Game of Thrones on a weekly basis until it finally yeah, ends. Too. We'll revisit it too often. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, James, we'll be, we'll, I'll, be, we'll be short and snappy. I'll tell you what I've been watching this week. I saw the best documentary winner at the Oscars. Ah, what was that? That made it sound like I was at the Oscars. That's that's not the case. 
this film, the film I watched, won best documentary at the Oscars. Right. It's called Free Solo. Uh huh. And it's about Alex Honnold, who is a professional free climber, as in he climbs things without ropes. Yeah. And he climbed this. This documentary is about him being the first man to climb El Capitan, which is three thousand two hundred feet of vertical granite. Right. And he climbs. So, so the, the film documents his attempts to climb three thousand feet of like vertically three thousand feet without yep. any ropes. Right. It Does is, he like have a parachute on or something? Nope. Absolutely nothing. He is right. insane. What if he gets a bit stuck halfway up? Does he just like climb back down? No, he he dies. So it's just so it's just he gets the one chance. He's got to do it or nothing. He has one. He has one shot. If he fa- if he right. falls, he is dead. And the the whole film is centered around that. I mean, as he's preparing for the climb, his pal he's like getting emails or reading stories where his pal's dying. He's like, oh well, they know the risks. Wow. And he's got a girlfriend, and his girlfriend's like, Alex, I really care about you. I don't want you to do this. And she's, he's like, yeah, well, I do. Sorry. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, I suppose I'm just gonna do it though. He's, he he literally at one point says, you know, if it's a choice between climbing El Cap or a relationship, I'll, I'll choose El Cap. <laughs> like, right. He is savage. He clearly has some social, uh, uh, social interaction issues. But my goodness, the climb itself, the way it's filmed, like they have a, a team of of cameramen who are all roped up, basically just down the side of the the three thousand feet uh, rock. Some of the moves he he's doing. It's like you, you can barely watch it to the extent that one of the camera guys who's filming has to look away from the from the viewfinder because he doesn't want to f- like film his friend falling off a 2000 foot mountain to his death. Yeah, it yeah. Is. Some of the stuff that free climbers do oh. to to get to the next like grip was like insane. Like I, I know the I knew the end of the film before I watched it, but my goodness, even still, it is jaw dropping. Some of the shots, some of the stuff he's doing, it's unbelievable oh yeah that's what they say though like spoilers don't really ruin a film but they ruin your anticipation of a film yeah so i would absolutely i mean it's it's a 10 out of 10 documentary it's absolutely fantastic so free solo go check it out and also i made the terrible mistake because of course was um you know the film is all about death and, and alex honnold saying look this is he said this is this to me is like an olympian running a race or doing his his event and unless he wins the gold medal he dies Right. He said, this, this is what this is. He says, it has to be absolutely perfect. No, that would make the Olympics more exciting. <laughs> yes, it would. I wouldn't say gold medal, but like if you don't get on the podium, you die. <laughs> it's honestly, it's stunning. I'm still thinking about it. Uh, you know, I watched it three days ago. The mistake I made, sorry, I, I should have said, was because the film is so much about the risk and about the, the amount of climbers who die. Yeah. I then went on YouTube and was like, climber, climber falls. And no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hold on. I like tapped on the first one because I, th- I was like they wouldn't they wouldn't show that on YouTube. Yeah, they do. Yep, they do. So the first one, this guy who's like yeah, they edging do. his way down a very steep uh, mountain or big rock face, and the guy in the camera is yelling, "Go back up, go back up, it's safer." And the guy he's filming slips, and he just like bounces off all these rocks. It's it's awful. And I stopped after two seconds, closed the phone, and threw it away. <laughs> yeah, no, like you can find some pretty oh, bad it was stuff all, it on was the horrendous. Old YouTube stuff. Uh, 
but I was like, why am I watching this? And also, why is this still on here? I mean, it's a, yeah, it's just an archive of human history. Yeah. But I guess it's because like the people who are actually watching that are climbers. Climbers are like, people that are like morbidly curious. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which I absolutely am not because I've seen that once and I do not want to see that again. No, that kind of stuff like it sticks <sighs> with you. Yep. Okay. So don't don't go watch that. If you're gonna watch something, watch the film. Don't go to YouTube afterwards and type in like people dying dramatically. <laughs> I just thought it was gonna be like like a freeze frame at the last moment. But no. uh, that's my night. <laughs> that's not what real life's like. People don't edit their videos to make them tame. <laughs> freeze frame. You'll never guess what happened next. <laughs> they just like freeze frame and then they do the whole like little white subtitle to tell you how they lived the rest of their life. <laughs> Timothy fell slowly to his death. Okay, so (laughs) avoid YouTubing climbers falling, but do watch Free Solo. Just like don't go on the internet ever. Anyone don't go on the internet. Just leave it. Leave it behind. It was all right in the early the early two thousands. Now it's not. Okay, and also, did you see? Sorry, this is not in the run order. uh, That the UK is introducing. Uh, age verification for porn sites. <laughs> yeah, because that will work. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I saw that and thought, yep. Yeah, th- thank you for the legislation that cannot be enforced. Well done. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's talk about other stuff in the movie world before we talk about the actual news. Real Starting life news. Very briefly with the, the news that Phoebe Waller-Bridge from Fleabag, if you've seen this, is a BBC series uh, one and two, and she basically said at the end of the second series two weeks ago, that's it. No more Fleabag. Sorry, everybody, but the show has come to an end, which is great. Yeah, well done. And Daniel Craig apparently requested that Phoebe Waller-Bridge be brought on to James Bond to liven it up, which is awesome. Hey, yeah. I mean, this also means that the script isn't lively enough, which, you <laughs> yeah. know, James Bond film, not very not very surprising. The, the thing with Fleabag is that it's, it's very, very funny, but it's also very hard-hitting. Right. And has multiple breakages of the fourth wall. So perhaps James Bond is no going to start breaking the fourth wall. No! <laughs> Every film is going to start doing that. I bet Star Wars does it. Talking of things which are four, Thor 4 is apparently on the way. They should just call it four, but spelled F-H-O-R. <laughs> okay. That's a great idea. But uh, Tessa Thompson, who of course starred as Valkyrie in Thor 3, and she's yeah. rumoured to be in Avengers Endgame, has given an interview saying that Thor 4 has been pitched yeah. to Marvel. Yeah. Which would see Taika Waititi return as director and some of the cast who were fantastic in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I'm I'm all for this. I really enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. It's the best that he's ever been uh, portrayed. The first two films are pretty naff. But really enjoyed that third one, and yeah, give us more. Give us more. Like if, but the only thing is, if any of the Warriors three come back, or or if Idris Elba comes back, or if Loki comes back, I'm out of there. Not even Taika can make me like that film. Right? No, no. But Loki, like Loki, is alive. They're they're making a TV series about it. It might be a prequel series. It might be like a series based on the time he spent on on planet junk okay. before Thor got there. Lastly, before we get to the actual news. I don't know, this should be fun. Sorry. Lastly, before we get to the actual news, John Cena yeah. is rumoured to be joining the Suicide Squad. What's... Yeah. That's... He's the... Uh, for those of you who don't know, WWE wrestler and... But also, also like, surprisingly f- good actor. Yeah, surprisingly. He's done exactly the same as Dwayne The Rock Johnson, except he's slightly less charismatic, but he's actually... He is. He's been great in everything I've seen him. 
Yeah. So yeah, that'll be fun. I don't know who you'd be playing. They did not have any rumors. I, I, I've forgotten. No, but th- I'd, I'd like to see that. Yeah, like, they need to just get some big names, yeah. See what they can do. What's happened is James Gunn is doing this, and he's like, we need a Batista. But it can't be Batista. <laughs> exactly. Let's just go to WWE and see how many other wrestlers have become actors. Oh, wait, just yeah. one. Oh, John Cena, great. Let's let's. Oh, get wait, him. no, like there's another one. Who's 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 doing? Who's the other wrestlers in Hobbs and Shaw? They're all oh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Yeah, there we go. I no, wrestled only, you. The only reason Roman Reigns is in that film is because he is the Rock's cousin. Yeah, but he's an actor now. No, yeah, well, yeah, but the Rock's just been like, hey, hey, everybody, this is my cousin. We're putting him in the film. Deal with it. Like as literal family in the film. Get over it. <laughs> it's actually just all of his ex- ex- real life extended family. <laughs> Okay, let's talk some real news and the Mueller, Mueller, Mueller report, however you want to say it. Yeah. Mueller? The M report. Yeah, Americans like to say Mueller. So the Mueller report is finally out after 22 months investigating Donald Trump. uh, If there were any, if he was obstructing justice, if he was colluding with the Russians. The report, which is redacted in in parts, has been released. Quite heavily. Yeah. In parts. And whilst it concluded that Trump did not collude with Russia, Mueller lists 10 occasions that Trump tried to obstruct his investigation and also attempted to get him fired. Yeah. So the Democrats are obviously quite unhappy about this and they want Mueller to appear in front of a Senate committee. James, yeah, give it. this to me, as as much as I expected it to be so much more as we talked about before, Yeah. I feel this is it. Like We've, we've come to the end of the road and that, that is it. Like Trump is still exactly the same as he was and life goes on nah 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 because what's happening is a group of like republicans uh, who i can't remember the name of the group are airing an advert on fox network in the middle of fox news saying hey we used to care about the law and stuff this is way worse than what's happened before do something about it republicans right so he's losing support in his base it's going to air on fox is he though i reckon even fox news are going to stop supporting him because he is going down with this he thinks he is himself, and he thought he was from the get-go, as it's come out. Oh, no, yeah, I read comments thinking that he thought it was the end of his presidency, but he's, he's still going on, he's fine. Yeah, because, like, what's happened in the report is, I think the, um, what Miller said for an analogy or whatever, was to say that rather than Trump stepping up to base, or to home plate or whatever, and taking a swing, he just walked up and put the bat down and vaguely gestured at it for other people to do for him. Yeah. And most of the time those people said no. But that's still like attempting to do it, right? It's not it's no different. It's still awful. It's well, still yeah, it's, completely illegal. Yeah, so he's so you're right. Mueller basically concluded that Trump was uh, attempting to obstruct justice but by getting other people to do it who then refused. Yeah, yeah he didn't manage to do it because he, he was so dumb he couldn't think of a way to do it that people wanted to do. So then that leaves us well with, well, is that illegal if he didn't actually succeed? Yeah. Like, conspiracy to do stuff is also illegal. Right, okay. So you are firmly in... Well, well, well what happens next then? Um, hopefully, the Democrats who have power take it and run with it, right? They get people um, to talk. So Cohen is talking again about he'll try and he'll, he's happy to come and talk to um, Congress to fill in the blanks on what has been redacted. Mm-hmm. To just literally say publicly the things that have been redacted. Right. You know, which maybe is dumb, but 
if he thinks that Barr has redacted things that aren't of national security interest, but are instead just trying to protect Trump, then he can do that. He can just say, yep, these things aren't actually national security. And then it's up to Congress to decide if they are or aren't. Right. Okay. So so it, this has still got a lot of legs. There's still, I don't know how many dozens of like other investigations that got spawned from this one, but just because it was outside of the scope of this investigation. So there's still loads going on, and the more time we spend, the worse it's looking for Trump. And it's taking longer than we expected it would, but it's because there's just so much grime to clean off. See, I really, really hope that you're right, but just the longer things have gone on, particularly the, the Mueller report, it just seemed to be, like, lessening an impact the closer it got. Yeah, the, the media and us in general are, were too hyped, right? Yeah. It's going to take years, and we've always been like, oh, it's only a couple of months away. It might still take years, but it still feels like it's only a couple of months away. And also the, the Democrats, I saw Nancy Pelosi, who's the Speaker of the, the House, say, saying that because the elections are coming up, or the presidential election in 2020 is on the horizon, they want to talk about other issues as opposed to impeaching Trump or, or removing him, and because they feel if they focus too much on that, they won't win. And that's a fair point. Yeah, but it's also really dumb. Like, it's your job to protect the country, not to win the win the current election. Bring down Trump, and the Republicans won't win the election, right? If you focus, like, the next couple of months on, on bringing his name down to the level it needs to be at, because he's just vile in general, he won't win. Okay, fair enough. Let's talk about... Um, Give the people what they want. The people clearly want more investigations, so just do that. Penultimately, then, on CISO Parade, episode 164, let's talk about Notre Dame. Now, this was let's, uh, let's. the medieval cathedral in Paris, which uh, went on fire last Monday. Uh, pictures were pretty horrendous. The spire collapsed. Uh, part of the uh, roof and other bits of it fell off. What I want to talk about, James, though, is the response to it. So, what oh, yeah. I've been reading is that the structure as a whole has largely been saved. Yeah, they they saved the crown of thorns too. Isn't right, that vital that vital part of definitely real cultural history. Okay, and uh, President Emmanuel Macron has talked about having it fully restored within five years. Yeah, within well, as of today, which is Friday, four days after uh -huh. the fire. Yeah. More than 1 billion euros yeah. has been donated by yeah. all these foundations, including L'Oreal, by the way. Yep. And uh, Ubisoft as well decided to, to give some money. Yeah, but <laughs> as a way of advertising their game. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's some money. Also, our game's free for now. Make it popular, please. I might download it. Anyway, uh, so they've donated over a billion euros to the restoration of Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. Why? It's just I hate that. Has this happened? I mean, okay, for, fine. It's a building. It's a beautiful, <laughs> uh, historical, stunning building. It was in a Disney film. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in it's a piece of our history. Okay, great. Uh huh. But people are dying in the world. There are know, major right? problems in the world. The planet is literally spiraling towards death. <laughs> what is? Oh, man. Like, it's going to burn down again if we keep letting the planet heat up. Right, so so why then do you think people are doing this? Why, why has it's a billion so been donated? Like, they're trying to, they're donating money to the, like, apparently impoverished Catholic Church and impoverished nation <laughs> of France. Like, somehow those two co combined could not build this again themselves. Like, what on earth is wrong with people? I know this feels like kind of uh, throwing stones at glass houses or... Like, we're, you know, just, you know, speaking up for the little guy. 
But honestly, that's a staggering amount of money. So you're a million. You're a billionaire. Hypothetical. You're a billionaire. Yeah. You can donate money to help rebuild the the cathedral, right? And then maybe one day in the future, you'll go and visit the cathedral. So you'll get the gains of your donation, right? You're investing in yourself. Okay. Whereas if you donate money to save some randoms in Africa from starvation, you're not going to benefit from it because you're just a selfish someone. Mm-hmm. There's no word I could use there that wouldn't need to be bleeped out. Um <laughs> So it's just, it's all about like self-investment. None of this donation to rebuild the cathedral is done in good heart unless it's like small, small numbers. The people are donating like 10 quid, right? Yeah. Anyone that's donating big money is just doing it for self-investment. There were some of the foundations were donating 200 million. It's a charitable donation so they don't have to pay taxes. Yeah. So they can write it off on the taxes. It doesn't make a difference to their profits. Uh, they get to go visit the cathedral and be heroes. And instead of like helping people that need it, they're deciding to give money to two institutions that have mm. plenty money. Yeah, it just made me a bit sad. But um... it is. It's it's just really sad how quickly like a building on fire managed to raise a billion. Whereas I reckon that would take years and years to raise for all the different catastrophes and things that are going on globally. Well, exactly. Like, oh man. Okay. Well, let's finish with something slightly more upbeat. Uh, Tiger Woods, who at the age of 43, won his first major golf tournament in 11 years. Yeah. I mean, when his career burned down, they didn't give him free money. (laughs) Absolutely, they did not. But uh, yeah, if if you uh, cast your mind back, as well as his litany of injuries, mainly to his, his back... All his personal issues, which were... Yeah, was it four four surgeries to his back? A countless amount. Um, Comebacks which just failed to materialise. All his personal drama. Seeing him win was... I've seen various people describe this as one of the best moments in in recent sporting history. Yeah. Like... Did you see the, the the scenes at the end in which he was as he sunk the final part and he celebrated? Oh yeah, and then he like went to give his family a wee hug. That was cute. Yeah, like that was really lovely. And I'd just come back from a weekend in Inverness. I hadn't slept very much because you know it's difficult when a three year old wakes up at half past six and jumps on you, uh, and you've been playing oh, yeah. FIFA until one a.m. the night before. Yeah. So yeah. I was watching the final scenes. And I nearly started crying which I think was probably a combination of the tiredness. But also, it was just really, really lovely. You could see the emotion on Tiger's face. Oh, yeah. He looked like super haggard, but super happy. Exactly. He was like Obama at the end of his presidential reign. Yeah. And that he just looked a world away from in his heyday. Yeah. But people, everybody had written him off. You know, there was a video that Nike uh, or Nike put out, I think, the day after he won. And it was like two minutes of everybody just saying, nope, Tiger's done. I consider him a former golf player. He'll never win another yeah, he, major. he's washed up. He'll never win, yeah. So, like a bunch of people that don't even like matter as well. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but to see, like, honestly, it was a really lovely moment. I didn't, I didn't have much emotion over it, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think I care much about the golfing world. So that might be why. Right, it was well, yeah, nice to see him I. back. I think some of the stuff that's happened to him, he definitely earned. But, you know, back injuries and stuff, that just sucks. It does. So it does suck. It's good to I see him liked... back. It's good to see him, like, beat down everyone that was trying to say he's a nobody now. Yeah. Like, every, all of those people's opinions are now just invalid forever. Who cares what they say? <laughs> They've never been more wrong. Yeah. No, it's... For for me, I guess it was just... It's exactly that. It's He was written off by everybody. 
You know, it's like it would be like if Tim Henman came back and won Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think Andy Murray will be watching that and thinking, you know what, maybe I can come back in I a few years. Who needs hips? You know, you, exactly. Federer will be away. Nadal's already, his leg's falling off. Yeah, Jokovic and all the youngsters, will... like, hate the game. Exactly. So, <laughs> come on, Andy. Let's, let's see a win in 10 years when you're in your 40s. Tim and Andy, do doubles. <laughs> Right, James, I believe that is us at the end. I got, I, got, I got one last thing, Colin. Okay. The Minecraft film has a release date. What? Minecraft is a film? <laughs> yeah. I don't, oh, my. I didn't even care enough to remember the release date. <laughs> but, but it's official. I'm assuming this is like a film which has been like filmed on the actual no, Minecraft No, live server. action. Live action Minecraft film. Is it live action? Yep. Oh, man. Tell my seven-year-old nephew he'll wet himself. That's incredible. <laughs> well, no, yeah, tell, like, everybody 13 years ago. <laughs> okay, well, that's... I'll, I'll, uh, I'll find it. I'll look for that. I will search it out uh, and find it. I'm James. looking forward to the trailer coming out in a year's time. <laughs> uh, how do people get in touch if they want to? Email us anything you want. Anything. At at gmail.com. Even if you email us money, we'll be really happy. Um, tweet us Seesaw Parade again if you tweet us money we'll be really happy yep. um, Snapchat Colin at Seesaw Parade because I just did. never log on there if you Snapchat him anything he'll be really happy <laughs> anything it's fine I don't I don't complain I don't know what else say hello in real life I, you know everybody likes a good bit of social interaction now and again depends who it is not all the time and not if you're American <laughs> and you in the city and you know could do with some company for like a, their very first day alone in a foreign nation. Yeah. Don't expect social interaction then. Okay. James, thank you very much. Uh, I will see you next Friday for Endgame. Let's, let's, should I watch Captain Marvel between there and then? Uh, no, I'll just, I'll just fill you in whilst we're watching the ads. <laughs> Tell me the important bits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, James. Fair enough. See you later. Right, Bye. Yeah. Goodbye, John Cena.